Welcome to The Bittersweet Life, a show for expats, former expats, travelers, and dreamers. If you're new to the show, I encourage you to go back to the beginning, all the way to episode one, and join us for the whole journey. If you like the show, help us spread the word. Tell a friend. Find us on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. And visit our website, thebittersweetlife.net. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And today, we say goodbye to Tiffany for a while. Oh. (laughs) I know this was my suggestion to do this episode now, but um, now I feel really bad about it. No. It will go by so fast. My absence. At least for at least for me, I'm sure. I don't know about for I don't know about for you. Yeah, for me, it'll just drag on and on. No, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just no we're saying goodbye because I mean, let's face it. Eventually, the time is going to come. Your due date is coming up, and it could be any day now. And so we just can't keep saying, well, we'll just record another one before it happens because it might be that we'd never get a chance to. So we figured that while you're still here. And the baby is still not being actively born that we would <laughs> say goodbye to you. <laughs> at least for a few weeks. Yes. At least uh, see you later. Yeah. Not a goodbye. Yes. Yes. So that's what we're doing. And so uh, we should check in on the number one thing, which is, have you named the baby yet? If you remember no. a few weeks ago, <laughs> they still didn't have uh, any ideas. And so we asked for nominations. No, I mean, we have ideas, but we just have no, have no decisions. <laughs> we have no conclusions. No, we're still not there. And that's the, like the number one question that, that I get all the time from friends and family and even the doctors. Like, you got to name this baby. And I'm like, I will eventually. Is he going to be one of those kids that he's born for a couple days, six months, no, six, <laughs> six months. months. And you're thinking, well, I still need to get the vibe of what kind of a kid he is before I can name him. That's not possible. I mean, six months. Are there people out there who really wait that long? There can't be. I don't believe that's possible. <laughs> no, but I can see it. I can see it going a couple of days, but I don't know if that's possible here. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to name him the day that he's born. You're supposed to uh, sign the, whatever it is, the birth certificate or or whatever. I just think we are going to wait, not because we want to wait, but because I just don't think we're going to come up with a name unless we are forced to. (laughs) And so that'll be the point where we're like, we have to do this. And we have discussions about it all the time. And we just cannot. I mean, I don't think there is a single name that we both like in the universe. Is that because of your blended marriage? You're from two different cultures. Yeah, I think it's because of our our different cultures and our different our different tastes, really. I mean, there are some names that he would name the baby that I don't think are bad names, but they're just not the name that I would choose for my child. Yeah, we're probably going to only have one child. I mean, we could have more. Who knows? But you know, right now we're kind of like thinking of just having one. Out of all the names in the world for my one child, I'm not going to choose that. It's not me, or it's not. It's not what I really like. And even though it's not a bad name, I don't know what's going on in his head. I'm not going to try to guess. <laughs> uh, but it's not been easy. It's not been easy. But we have gotten so many great suggestions from our listeners, as you know. 
really, really great suggestions. Yes, we've gotten a lot of good suggestions. We got an email from Sandy Nelson, and she suggested Clayton. You don't have to respond to all these. I'm just going to read her list. Clayton, Graham, Blake, Axel, Aaron, August, Anton, Christopher, Simon, Sebastian, or Nash. My favorite of that list is Sebastian, and that was actually on my original list. It's still on my, you know, top 10 list. Because I, I basically, we basically said, it was my idea, you make a top 10 list, I'll make a top 10 list, and then we'll compare and we'll weed through them. And Sebastian was on my, and is on my top 10 list. I don't think it's going to be the name because Claudio doesn't like it. He's, he's not even like lukewarm about it. So I don't think that I would be able to convince him on that one. But I do think it's a great name. Very sophisticated, very romantic. I, I like romantic male names, I've discovered. See, I like the name Nash. My favorite one on her list is Nash. I think that's a cool name. See, Nash to me is a cool name. But see, I, I go for coolness. See, but Claudio's like that too. He goes for coolness, except his coolness is kind of like 1980s coolness. He likes names that were like popular in the 80s. Like all of the names he likes were like my classmates in elementary school. Oh yeah, I remember a boy named Ben or Seth or, or whatever the name is. But you know, Nash is definitely a cool name. There are a few, there's a, yeah, names really, they have like a flavor to them. There's cool names. There's classic names, there's stuffy names, and there's romantic names. And I'm finding that I really like the romantic names, for even for boys. And I like Sebastian, and I like Orlando, which is a very romantic name. And it's not that uncommon in Italy. It's not common, but it's, it's definitely heard of in Italy. And in, in the States, I don't think anyone, except Orlando Bloom, who I don't even think is American, is called Orlando. But here, it's acceptable, and I really like it, but... Claudia doesn't. Surprise, surprise. Well, Gary from Scotland wrote to you and he suggested Brody. Is that also too cool a name for you? As a rule, I like Scottish names, but Brody doesn't really capture me. It doesn't do it for me. It's a little bit too cute and too little boyish. I always try to think he's going to be a man someday. So got to have a name that works for a little boy and a man. Brody doesn't do it, but I do like Alistair as far as Scottish names. I think Alistair is on my top 10 list. Again, it's kind of romantic. I don't know if you agree. I suppose it's romantic. Yeah. I don't see why not. It's, why do you think you're attracted to romantic names? I don't know. I've just noticed because I'm looking at the names on my list. They've all sort of got a romantic feel. I came up with another name. Lysander, which I really like. I think it comes from Greek mythology, but it's most known from A Midsummer Night's Dream. It's one of the romantic male leads. It's a very romantic name, and I really, really like it, but, uh, you know. Do you think you would have had an easier time if you were naming a girl? Yes, I do. I do. Do you know exactly what you would have named her? No, because I don't know if Claudio would have really been on board, but I really like the name Beatrice or Beatrice. I really, really like that name. And I also like... Aurora and Leonora. I don't know if it would have been one of those three names, but those would have been sort of my top, my top names. You know, I, I really got to hand it to people who like, they're three months along and they're like, yes, if it's a girl, it's going to be X. And if it's a boy, it's going to be Y. They're both just convinced. I don't know how, I don't know how people do it. It would be great to have that kind of unity in a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the discord that we have over names, it's really sad. My dad sent you a list of like 50 names. I know. Your that was awesome. But it wasn't just your dad, was it? It was like many members of your family. Yeah, it was the whole family contributing. But my dad was created the most of them. I copied and pasted that entire list and sent it to Claudio uh, in a text message. 
and he asked me, what are your favorite names on the list? I know there was, oh, Oberon, which is from the same <laughs> play as Lysander. <laughs> I guess I like Shakespearean names. What can I say? <laughs> I don't know if I would actually name my kid Oberon, but it's definitely a cool name and not one you hear of every day. No, definitely not. That's almost godlike, Oberon. You got one other email that was so sweet from Joao in Brazil, who was a 20-year-old. I don't think he suggested a name for you, but he shared his personal story of having an unexpected baby boy of his own. He did suggest a name. He suggested Hector. Oh, Hector. That's right. At the very, very bottom of the email, he suggests Hector. But yes, I, I really appreciated that mail because it, it was really just touching. It was moving. He kind of talks about he and his wife are, you know, very young and getting ready to have this baby that was a total surprise, but yet doing it with a lot of courage. And it was a really great message. His baby probably is born already, but he wrote, I love this line that he writes. He said, now the time is arriving, the time when I finally get to see my beloved son's eyes, which I thought was such a nice image. It is. And then he also said to you, his name is Theodoro, and I already expect the day when he becomes a man. It's really sweet. It's really sweet, especially coming from a 20-year-old. It's profound. It is. And you really liked his tagline at the end. Yeah, my favorite part was his wish to me, which was... May your son be born healthy, fat, happy, and quiet. <laughs> exactly. That would be perfect. <laughs> Those are like four great qualities in a baby. <laughs> Thank you, everybody who wrote in. That was really, really nice. We're so touched when you guys write in. It's so nice. But yeah, so, okay, well, I guess we'll find out. We'll find out what the baby's going to be called. And until then, are you going to have any time to yourself? I can see your father-in-law behind you. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, I'm still at my in-laws. What can I say? Definitely beats the alternative. The alternative being roasting alive in my apartment in Trastevere and probably ending up in the hospital. I mean, when I was there last for an hour or so, I realized that I wouldn't have been able to survive there. Like literally, physically, I wouldn't have survived there. We would have either had to go out and buy some kind of portable air conditioner, which they just don't work like American air conditioners unless you get them installed and we're just not, we're leaving our apartment probably in the next six months. So that's not an option. So we would have had to buy some kind of crappy air conditioning that might not have worked properly. Or I would have just had to, I don't know. There was just no, I don't sit in ice. <laughs> yeah, no, but like I couldn't, I, I couldn't have handled it. Like it just literally, I, I couldn't have handled it. When you hear about like old people who die because they're in these extremely hot apartments, I can picture myself passing out. I wouldn't have been able to stay there. Like literally, physically wouldn't have been able to stay. So thank God for my in-laws. However, as you can imagine, anyone out there who has ever spent a significant time at their in-law's house, you know, it's a challenge. And you're coming up to the point where you're not going to be alone for quite a period of time. You're in your final days. Yeah, that's the exact thought that came to me today. I really would like to go to my apartment and spend the day alone, maybe run some errands, maybe get together briefly with a friend, but just mostly have a day to myself. And for three weeks, I haven't been alone for one minute, I don't think. My mother-in-law is, is a housewife, so she's always here taking care of the house in some way and taking care of me. I mean, I really appreciate everything she does for me. But, you know, sometimes you do, do just kind of want to be alone. And I can't even go into the bedroom I'm sleeping in during the day because it's too hot in there. The only space that's air-conditioned is the living room. So I'm pretty much always in there during the day. Do you think you're going to pull it off? Are you going to find a time to have a day to just enjoy your aloneness? This weekend, the temps are supposed to go down to the low 90s. Exciting. 
like <laughs> that's cool for us these days. So I'm uh, I'm planning to go this weekend. And Claudio's going to just drop you off and leave you be. Yeah, I mean, he has to work on Saturdays anyway, so it'll probably work out best all around. So, But it is crazy to think about, and I'm sure any of you guys out there who are parents or even those of you who are expecting, you know, you feel this coming, the sense of, oh my God, I'm never going to be alone again. Oh my God. It's scary, especially for women. Obviously men, I think it's a little bit easier to have alone time if you're breastfeeding as a woman, you know. You're not going to be away from that kid very long before he needs you again. (laughs) And it won't last. Like a year from now, you'll be able to wander out or go out with the ladies for a drink or something like that. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, I'm sure that even before that, I will... uh, I will be able to, to take a little bit of time with the modern technology we have, breast pumps and all of that. So I'm sure that it'll be fine. Nevertheless, in those moments will be few and far between. And it won't be the way that it's been, you know, for my whole quite long life for someone who's having their first child. Can I say how old you are? I have said how old you are before. 37 years old. Yeah, I'm 37. Yeah. I'm 37. But the babies do like the day before my 38th birthday. So... So I could easily be 38 when he's born, which is fine. But I think the older that you get without having children, the more stuck in your ways you are and the more used to your freedom and your not single lifestyle, because I'm not single, but let's say childless lifestyle. It's more of a shock. I think the older you are when you have your first child, the more difficult it must be to get used to. Young mothers, like I've seen some cousins and nieces of mine who've had kids really young, like in their early 20s or even younger, and they just roll with it. There's no weight on them. It's just, oh, this is part of life. Two years ago, I was living with my parents, you know, and going to, you know, high school, and now I'm a mom. And it doesn't seem like such a huge change. Whereas if you've been single for 10 years, let's say, and married for a couple of years and childless, you know, all this time, To have a child all of a sudden at 38 years old is a huge change in your lifestyle. Yeah, I was talking to a girl a couple weekends ago who is my age or older. Maybe she's a little older than me and they just had their first child. And she was saying, you have no idea how hard it is selfishly to now have this kid around all the time. And she had no idea how hard it was going to be to give up all of that freedom that she had. Because in the anticipation of the child arriving, you're just sort of envisioning all these wonderful moments. And now that the baby's here, both her and her husband pulled me aside and gave me a talk that was like a stern warning against like ever having children. And their kid was like about the most charming baby I've ever met. I'm sure that that's just how they were feeling at the moment. But yeah, I could be. I, I think I do think that different couples have different experiences with it. I have a friend who just had her third baby and she finds it easy and she works and her husband works and it's not like she's this super privileged woman who has, you know, a nanny and daycare and and all of these things. The point is she just just doesn't seem to slow her down. Whereas other, you know, other people, like you said, they're just like, oh my God, you have no idea. And then I have a friend who she had her first baby idyllic. And then once she had her second baby, she kind of took me aside and she said, you know, no matter what anybody says, you don't have to have that second baby. You can just have one. It's fine. <laughs> I think that actually really struck a nerve with me. And I think that's one of the reasons I'm like, one baby, one baby. Any, any time how you're feeling about it is going to be fluid. Yeah. I can remember this woman I worked with where I asked her once, well, how's it going? It was her first baby. How's it going? And she said, well, you want to know the honest truth of what we were doing last night? 
this baby was one of those ones that cries constantly. And she said, I was standing over the crib looking down and my husband walked into the room and put his arm on my shoulder. And I just said to him, we have ruined our lives. <laughs> oh my God, Katie, you really shouldn't be telling me this stuff right now. But, but, you know, ask her. <laughs> on a good day. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, ask her just a year later or whatever. Now that kid is probably a second grader. They love them. They're over the moon about them. And of course, they feel like it was the best decision they made. That's what she would say now. I think at the time it was that adjustment period. It's very rare to find a parent who would say, I wish I hadn't had this kid. And I, and I don't think they're just keeping it to themselves you know, and not telling us. I think they really don't regret having those children. It's, it's hard to imagine regretting it. However, <laughs> um, you know what worries me so much? What worries me more than you know the sort of crying... And, you know, the sleepless nights that definitely pass after a certain number of months and, uh, and all that stuff. What worries me is sort of the logistical stuff, for example. Claudia and I have always dreamed of getting to a point in our careers when we can spend three or four months a year in the States. Because he really wants to live there. I'm really not, you know, not on board with that yet, at least. Spending a couple of months a year there would be this perfect medium that's something that in our future we're hoping to, to achieve. All of a sudden, a baby's thrown in the mix. Yes, if the baby is a year or two years old, you can do that. If your baby is in school, you can't do that if you have a first grader or a second grader. You can't take them out of school for two or three months a year. So I think that's what gets me. It's like you don't have the flexibility and freedom to just do whatever you kind of feel like at the moment. Unless you were homeschooling. Which is not going to happen. <laughs> And actually, I don't think it's allowed here. Oh, really? I was talking to Claudia about it, and I was like, you know, I had a friend in, in, in uh, elementary school or middle school, maybe. She wasn't even homeschooled, but her parents decided to take a round-the-world trip. They left in something like April, and they came back in October. And so she had, a, you know, the summer vacations plus a couple months on each side. And her parents worked something out with the school. She didn't have to go back a year. They got homework. They got tests. They, they, they just they figured out a way to do it. And I was saying, saying that to him because, you know, we've always dreamed of, of doing a round-the-world trip. That takes time. <laughs> it takes a good chunk of time, more than summer vacations last. And I said this to him, and he's like, oh, in Italy you can't do that. They won't allow it. And I think their schooling here is much, much, much stricter. In fact, I know it is, and I know that the standards are much more rigorous as far as testing and the amount of homework and that kind of thing. So that kind of worries me. I'm like, you know, there are things that I really want to do, and I don't want to wait until my kid's 18 because I'm not having this kid at 20. Not that you can't travel in your 50s and 60s, and tons of people do and, and beyond that, but I would like to do these things soon. I don't want to wait. <laughs> So, you know, unless we could find a way in the next few years when he's still really little and portable, but I just don't see it happening financially. I know. I know. It's so true. That's what gets me more than this. Oh, my God, I'm never going to. I mean, yes, I worry about sleepless nights. Who, who doesn't? But I think that's all very temporary. Like you said, that sort of first year when you, you know, you are a giant boob, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That does pass. Um. <laughs> Isn't that the problem of our generation, though, is that that's why we don't make choices. That's why we have trouble picking the path that we're going to walk down. Why do we all get married so late? It has something to do with 
our background. Not everybody is like this. Something about our background, though, I was just noticing the other day that the majority of people that you and I would consider good long-term friends, almost none of them have children yet. I know. I was thinking about that. And it's not that they don't want to or don't plan to someday, but they don't yet. And we're all almost 40 years old, which I just feel like that's unusual. It is. Maybe it's not unusual in the modern age, but it seems like in the past that would have been very unusual. Oh, yeah. I think we have way too much, not too much, but I think we have a lot of choice now choice about career choice about where we're going to live choice about who we're going to be with there's so much choice about who to be with that people I think are not finding their quote-unquote match because there's literally too much choice because you can go out on a date with someone and if they don't meet your ideal perfect standards you can say well I'll find someone tomorrow on tinder or on match.com or or wherever it just seems like there's this unlimited number of people out there whereas before you know you wouldn't really have such a large pool to choose from you would have your people at your university or your people in your work circle or friends of friends things like that yeah the people you encounter yes exactly rather than the world wide web of people. Yeah. And I think that people, I mean, obviously this has nothing to do with children, but with as far as like getting married late and stuff, I think a lot of people are just like, well, I'm not going to say their standards are too high because I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to have high standards, but I think it's very easy to be like, oh, this person has this little flaw. That's it. Goodbye. Instead of waiting it out a little bit and saying, well, let me get to know them first and see if I can handle this flaw or not. (laughs) Yeah. I know. We both met people the old-fashioned way. That's the one thing we we did do. Yeah. My upstairs neighbor, Tom, who's a friend of mine from high school also, he does all the online dating things. So I've gotten to vicariously experience what that's like through him. It seems miserable to me. I mean, just because of all those choices. At the same point, though, he is a um, computer programmer. He has very particular interests and would really like a woman that understands that world. Because sometimes when he's talking to me about what he's doing, he just can probably see my brain jump out of my ear and walk (laughs) into the kitchen. You know, like, I just don't understand everything he's talking about. The wonderful thing for him about this online dating stuff is that he can specialize what kind of a woman he's interested in. And so he gets to go on these dates with all these women who have amazing computer knowledge where they can talk as if they're at some sort of specialized convention, you know, where that person knows exactly where you're coming from. And... That's not necessarily people you're going to just encounter. So it does have this good and bad side. Yeah, I I can see that. However, I do kind of feel like I'm totally for having things in common with your spouse. An underrated quality in marriage, like that's really, really important. You have to like, not necessarily exactly the same things, but the same sort of genre of things. You have to enjoy doing the same sort of things so that you can do those things together. But on the other hand, I think it's nice to sort of discover something through your partner. Your partner is really interested in astronomy and you maybe don't know anything about it. He kind of shares his passion with you. That's nice. If your passion is opera, as long as the person's open to opera, not everyone is, (laughs) but let's say your partner is an open-minded person and you take him to the opera and he discovers it through you. I think that can be a really, a really lovely, intimate thing between a couple as, as well. So I mean, you don't want like a cookie cutter version of yourself, a male version of yourself. It's kind of, that's, that's not going to be very fun, right? Certainly not. No. Although I did watch a TED talk. I'm, you know how I am about my TED talks. 
I love. <laughs> There's a TED Talk for every uh, every problem in the world, I think. And I watched a TED Talk. I can't remember the name of it, but maybe we can find the link of a woman who basically, I think the title of the TED Talk is How I Hacked Online Dating. And she basically was, I don't know if she was a programmer. She was somebody who knew how to like set things up and statistics and that kind of thing. Stuff I don't get. And she found the perfect person for her. Like, exactly the person that she wanted. Cool. I don't know how, but she did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if you find the link, send it to me. I'll I will, I will. Well, how is Claudio feeling getting back to the baby? I mean, he's about to be a father. How's he feeling these days? I mean, he can, tends to be a little hovery and anxious sometimes, so. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> is he sticking a little too close to home right now, or? He is very, very protective. And I think he takes this role of being the protective father very seriously. I've been talking to his mom a lot, obviously. And he's the firstborn. And, he, and his older sister, older of the two, I mean, was born when he was five. And she said that he was so protective of her that she would say, now, if you go out, let's say she was four and he was, what would he have been, nine if you always go out down to play, hold on to her hand. He, she said he would not let go of her hand. And she'd be like, let go, I want to play. And he'd be like, no, no, no. <laughs> just so, just, he just has a protective chip in his brain. And then he has a much, much younger sister who was born when he was 21. And his mother complains laughingly that he used to say things like, Mom, don't let her out of your sight. Like, if you go to the grocery store, hold her hand. And she'd be like, hello, I'm your mother. <laughs> I've, this is my third child. Like, you don't need to tell me to hold my daughter's hand. I know what to do. <laughs> and that's so typical of him. Like, I can just, to I mean, knowing him as I know him, you know. What do you think he's going to be like on the... Oh, I think on the day the baby's born, he'll be just blissed out of his mind. I, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about down the road when he's <sighs> being a protective father, overprotective father. I, I do worry about that because, you know, I want my kid to obviously be protected, but also have freedom to make his own mistakes and get dirty and get into trouble. You know, hopefully not bad trouble, but, you know, you need to do that as a kid. If you don't get that, you can sometimes go the other direction and really become wild and or you become repressed. You know, it's like one of the two. <laughs> so both bad. Yeah. So I do worry about that a little bit. But I suppose, you know, having someone who cares a lot is better than uh, it's better than the alternative. But you don't think that as far as when you're in labor, he's going to be too much of an anxious presence. I do worry about that. I do. I'm hoping he won't. But as a precaution, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm having my sister-in-law, my older of the two sisters-in-law there in case I need a different birthing partner. She is not a mother, but she's a very calming influence. She's kind of like the polar opposite of her brother. So she's the type of person I could easily see sort of like stepping in if I'm having an issue with a nurse and, you know, I need, if I want to do something differently and I can see her explaining it in a very diplomatic way. So I really like that about her and I'm really close to her. So I would ideally like to have them both that was my first idea they're like no you can't have both so, but you can have one at a time like you can have like tag team so she's going to be my backup person well we we should um leave it there because we're getting long but is there anything you want to leave everyone with <laughs> <laughs> well before let me just say um 
that I'm looking forward to getting over there and meeting the baby. I can't wait. So anyway, is there anything you want to leave us with? I would just say that any prayers or well wishes are definitely appreciated. So if you're the praying type, say a prayer for me that everything goes well. Yes. And if you'd like to write a note, you can email Tiffany at bittersweetlife at mail.com. Spelled M-A-I-L. Not like the mail type of Claudio. <laughs> bittersweetlife at mail.com. Well, we're, I'm going to miss you. But the good thing is we're going to see each other in person soon. And it's been a long time. Yeah. And won't it be nice to do some of these episodes in the same room together? That'll be amazing. Yeah. to do Or out on the street in Rome would be even cooler. Yes. Let's do that. All right. Well, until next time. Good luck, Tiffany. Thank Keep me you. posted on how it's going. Oh, I will. I'll, I'll be sending you tweets from uh, from the delivery room. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I won't be doing that. <laughs> that would be very exciting. That would be a reason to subscribe to our no, Twitter pe- feed. People do that. People face live Facebook their birth. Or a lot of times, like, the husband will do it, whatever, like, is going on with his wife too much for me it's like I can't sometimes you have to disconnect like there are some moments in life that should not be broadcast well what if it's really slow though maybe you'll throw a twitter post up in the delivery if it's, room. If it's really slow I, I can see that a, a couple of twitter posts happening no, I'm just kidding don't do it just enjoy the time no I mean if it's really slow if I'm just sitting there like waiting if your water breaks you have to go into the hospital but you might not have started contractions yet so you might just literally be sitting there reading a book, like bored out of your mind. So Well, still, that will be your last moment of alone time. So you should enjoy it. <sighs> You're making this all sound so final. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm acting like you're going to die it, or something. Life as I know it is about to end and it's just a <laughs> countdown. <laughs> I know. What does that mean about me? What does that say about me? Good grief. I don't know. I, think, so maybe, I think maybe now I... I think now I understand why you don't have kids yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, sorry. It's going to be sunshine and roses and the best part of your life is about to begin. Let's just put it that way. That's what my mom keeps telling me. It probably is true. It probably is true. Think about how boring this would be if we were just doing just this 10 years from now. Right? Mm, Okay. I'm going to try to pretend that changing diapers and cleaning up vomit and not sleeping is not going to be boring. But okay. I'm sure. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. It's going to be great. Every day is going to be a miracle. (laughs) Okay. And you can tell us all about it as soon as you're back. Okay. I will. I will do that. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Thanks for all the ways you support us. Give us a good rating on iTunes, maybe five stars if you like the show. It will help other people discover that we exist. Thank you. You're the best.